Hi, I'm Beck Rayner and this is the Military Life Podcast, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports, informs and embraces the spouses beside the military members by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. Want to join a bank that just gets Defence Life? Defence Bank is one of Australia's largest customer-owned banks. They have 33 on-base branches across Australia, an award-winning banking app that allows you to do all your banking wherever and whenever you want. And with products and services tailored for ADF members and Defence spouses, you'll wonder why you didn't join sooner. Visit defencebank.com.au today and see how easy your banking can be. Welcome, Ray, to the Military Life Podcast. And thank you for having me back. Oh, thanks for coming on. If you could first tell us how you and your partner met and how long you've been together. Well, I met Yvette almost five years ago now, and it was through Bumble. And yeah, we've been together, uh, I guess, four and a half years now, but we're getting married at the end of this year. A few of the defense spouses that I've spoken to have had love stories that have started on an app or online because obviously, you know, the nature of defense and that kind of job and being maybe in different locations how did it work with meeting on Bumble were you both in the same location how did that sort of transpire yeah well he wasn't part of um I guess military yet he was still studying in uni and we yeah just met on the app because I guess our locations were quite close to each other and um yeah I think we were just both figuring out what's coming up in in our lives and yeah I just yeah I just happened to meet him and that's when he started saying hey well I'm actually interested in joining the navy and um you know I guess if you're going to be my partner I hope you'd be prepared for that because yeah you know exactly know what that means but no exactly I don't so I was kind of like like, what is this about what do you mean navy I mean, to be honest with you, like I had no clue. I mean, obviously I knew each country and everyone else had, you know, military, but to me it was like, oh, so we we have that. <laughs> so obviously you met via Bumble, started yeah. going out together. When yeah. did the conversation kind of happen or when did he start sort of letting you know about his plans to go from uni to join defense? Like how did, when did that enter the conversation? So we went out a couple of times and obviously we'd gotten talking about, you know, what, what are your goals and what are your ambitions? And um, obviously at the time he was studying, finishing his degree in mechanical engineering and music. So, you know, I thought he was just going to do a, a normal nine to five job, office job, whatever. That's great. <laughs> and then, you know, we were at like this pool bar and he said, you know, well, you know, I kind of want to join the Navy. Actually, not even before that, he actually saw a friend at the pool area and he said, well, this guy friend approached him and said, well, how's your Navy application going? And I just was kind of shocked and said, oh, Navy? And then, you know, he took me aside. He's like, oh, well, yeah, I was already considering doing it. I had applied, but I didn't get into the interview stages because I wanted to finish with uni. So just so you know, I will be joining the Navy in the near future. And that was probably maybe three weeks into our fresh relationship. So at that yeah. stage, what did that mean to you? Did that sort of even cross your mind that that may have implications for if you were to go forward with the relationship? Because obviously you're only three weeks in at that stage. <laughs> yeah, of course, I was still, still, uh, very, still, still so early. But yeah, I think I was at the second week mark that we were kind of like, oh, we really like each other. So this is going to happen. <laughs> so I don't know. I think in that kind of headspace, I was kind of like, well, you know, I'm in a relationship. It's very, I guess, common to, you know, just to support each other. And I, you know, if this is your ambition, it's amazing. You know, my ambition is to do other things. And, you know, if that's where it takes us, then fine. Happy to tag along and see where it takes you, but I'm also going to do what I want to do. So 
I think it was still very early for him to really be set in stone. He was still like, I mean, he didn't join the Navy until two years ago from here. So it still took him almost two and a half years until he actually got into the Navy. Because obviously with the whole process, but it did prepare me. With it being such a long process and Mm. by the time that he did go forward and actually, you know, defence did start to impact your Mm. lives and you actually became Mm. a defence couple. You'd obviously Mm. been together for two and a half years, so you're pretty solid by then. Like it's long term, like you've got goals and plans and all of that sort of stuff. So by the time he actually joined, like Mm -hmm. what was your headspace like in regard to, okay, well, we really will be living defence life together. Mm -hmm. Had you done any research? Like how did you sort of prepare yourself or figure out what the expectation of defence life might be? I was honestly not prepared. I I just kind of went like, I'll just going to deal with it when it comes, when it comes, it'll hit me. And it did, it hit me like a ton of bricks. So, you know, I, he did the officer training so there was an appointment day at uh, down in Rhodes where they you know they get all the I guess trainees from Sydney and they basically say goodbye from there and on the bus he went onto the bus and I think that's exactly when I just bawled and well I was able to actually find a couple of I guess partners from that so I guess that kind of softened the blow a little but yeah no I have I honestly had zero preparation I just knew that in the back of my mind that it was going to happen in the months leading up to it I was still saying I was kind of congratulating him like you know he's got it he's gonna get into it he's gonna be in the navy it's amazing but yeah it just I don't think it really hit me until I was there and then you know once he was gone for the whole month I was okay yeah no he's actually doing it he's actually sticking with it because you know back before that it was just talk it wasn't really doing and so yeah it just I got really emotional so as you do obviously and you know like I, I wish that there was a manual to how to how to deal with stuff like this and so did the other partners agree like they had no clue because they didn't come from military backgrounds either and they were just like well you know what can we do all we have to do is wait yeah exactly and I guess just kind of figure it out as you go but yeah you'd gone from obviously just being able to see him mm-hmm whenever you liked and mm. and for mm. you know a couple of years and it's a huge shift to be living this life that you don't even realize you know civilians have like this normal in air quotes life yeah. and then one day you're a civilian couple and then the next day you're a defense couple yeah. and yeah. that means so much more for you kind of thing oh, in your relationship and the yeah. control and all of that sort of stuff how did you deal with that shift from one day where this and then the next day you're mm-hmm. gone and where this well i think you know, well, especially when he did go, it was right at the height of COVID. That's when it started as well. And so I think because we were in lockdown so much and everything, it just, I was able to, I guess, think about it more and the implications that it came with. And I think I was also distracted a lot with friends having to go and and funny enough, because he had to be shipped off to Jervis Base afterwards. Yeah. And he was down there. So, you know, I was very emotional for the very long time. And so COVID made it even worse. But yeah, I just, I don't think I considered myself a dis- like a defense partner until I think until he came back properly to Sydney and that wasn't for another year so when he did go off to that training obviously mm-hmm. it's finally happening there's mm-hmm. been this big build-up for you know the whole of your relationship <laughs> of that expected that I'm going to go into the navy and this is what's going to happen kind of thing mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're living that life and he's the way mm-hmm. you know focused on training and getting through and and all mm-hmm. of that sort of stuff 
what was going through your mind in regard to when he comes back, this is what will happen. He'll get posted here. Or like, did you have any information about how it might go? Like, how did you sort of in your mind put yourself or put your mind at ease with, okay, well, this could be the possible process when he's finished this training and that training Mm. where you sort of kind of across it. And did he keep communication open with you? I guess at that time it was very, it was very hush hush. And it was also like, there were so many things during that year that wasn't cemented like so everything was changing every day there was different news and so whatever you updated with me the one day it would be changed the next or it'd be scrapped and so it was very hard to keep up and it was a lot of uncertainty so there wasn't a lot of information when there was I tried I trained myself to expect the unexpected and and like I think that really made I don't know some way made it stronger because like I said lockdown and everything a lot of weekends were taken away a lot of meetings couldn't have happened so it was basically common for us so even there even if there was a time that we could meet that was like okay cool that well that's nice because then I could just remember that I would think okay well if this is happening this weekend I'm going to pretend it's not work it's not going to happen because there would always be some bad news and even if there was good news I'd always keep expecting bad news and it was just so much that I just remember feeling very anxious and I knew that because his time away meant that he was going to be away for more than I guess you know a couple months I was I just told myself I'm like well this is a chance and opportunity for me to work on myself and actually reflect on what I want. And because we've been so much as a couple during those years while he's been on land, now that he's away, I've been able to set time for myself now and I guess make that a nice balance for both of us. In saying that, like, how did you get through that time? Because obviously not only were you going through a big change in your relationship and being Mm. separated, but then also the unknown of all that was happening with that, but then COVID and lockdowns. And so how Mm. did you stay positive in that situation and what did you do to kind of you know pass that time obviously you have your own stuff going on but like what did you instead of turning into someone that's sitting by the calendar Mm. counting down the seconds (laughs) and the days and um what did you sort of do to get through that time I distracted myself I did I put I threw myself into work to the point that I burnt out I got so distracted with like games playing games I know Animal Crossing came out at that time so I was like I'm just gonna sit here and lock down and isolate myself and and play that until I go to sleep and I occupied myself with my family with my friends with cousins over the you know over video chat and but yeah it just it just tried to I guess numb the pain away from you know not being able to see him but I mean you know to be honest with you like it just we're just so grateful that we could video chat most days and that that helped us a lot and I was able to still write letters so that I think that helped a lot as well and redirected a lot of my emotions to make it all more positive there was a lot of um, like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And But at that point, I had a friend who was going through the same thing, had the same, like had a partner in the same situation. So we were both leaning on each other. So it, it helped a lot. And so was it hard in the fact that you had been together for two and a half years? So mm-hmm. you knew what it was like to be a couple pre-defense and now mm. you're having to sort of redefine what being a couple is now that you are a defense couple and mm. you know you still have those memories like oh well we used to be able to do this together and yeah. we used to be able to see each other at the end of the no, day if we wanted to and all that sort of stuff and now it's yeah. like all of that is like sort of taken away and you have to mm. kind of transition to this new way of being a couple and yeah. you know living your life like how hard was that transition it was surprisingly easy I think only because I got so used to time on my own that when he came back, I was like, oh my gosh, get away from me. Like, it was more about like, well, you know, 
how are you going to work around my lifestyle? Because now that I was so cemented in what I was doing, it was his turn to kind of go, oh, well, how do I insert myself into your narrative? And because I was so used to him away, but I, I just, I can't even pinpoint how it happened. Like it just happened. I think that's what one of the key things about being in a military relationship is that you just got to go with it and just go with the flow. And I think, um, I think we just, we, we had a lot of discussions about how it was going to happen because as soon as he came back from uh, Cerberus, he had to tell me like, look, we're going to move in. We're going to figure out how this is going to work, which is, you know, he's going to be person on a ship in Cuttable and he wants to be home every day and so often and all that stuff. And I think that's when we really started to deal with the challenges of a defense relationship because it was more in our face and more, confronting that it was actually in person and he was there um, whereas you know because he was in a different base at the time before he it was different to manage it and uh, we could manage it on our own but now that we had to manage it together it was more like okay well we have to fight about this we have to talk about it more and actually discuss how things are going to work so I think it was a lot of open, open communication and just being very honest and I guess now having google calendars about you know what's going to happen when and yeah so it kind of happened on its own, but it also, yeah, it took a lot of work. And do you think that it was a positive that it, I guess, forced you to reassess the fact that who are you in this relationship and when he's not around, like previously, like if you, if he hadn't have joined a defense, it may have mm-hmm. been that you, you know, you guys stayed together, got married, mm-hmm. had some kids, mm-hmm. whatever you guys were planning. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'd never had that opportunity or been pushed into that opportunity to really see who you are independently in the relationship kind of thing yeah and your words like it's you know it did it forced us to think about what we wanted and how how much we wanted to be together and how much our separate lives were going to be combined did it also help with communication as in like okay well all we've got is communication so we need to like do really well at it that's right. No, absolutely. You're, you're, you're completely right. I, um, I, at the beginning of our relationship, the very first thing, one of the first things he told me was like, what is your love language and what, what, how do I need to fill your you know, love tank? And I think with us being separate, it actually changed our love language. So before it was like, you know, uh, gifts and all this other stuff, but now it's like quality time and, and, you know, uh, words of affirmation because that's what we wanted during those times that we were apart. And I think it's become such a normality now for us that we, we know now how to respond to each other's needs. So I think it's a lot of it, you know, like you said, it's just a lot of communication and, and whether it be, you know, very blunt and direct, but now that we have been able to, I guess, figure out how to properly talk to each other and respect each other's boundaries has been a, it's been, it's been very reaffirming, yeah. um, especially now that I guess we're getting ready to get married as well. It's just it's like, well, yeah, like, you know, we're, we're pretty much on a nice little wavelength or yeah. something that, that we can actually function together like properly and, and know how to tie each other's lives into one. So like what did end up happening once he did get back from his training and, mm-hmm. you know, he's posted to his first position? Like how mm-hmm. did that sort of work when he finished his training? What happened? So he, as soon as he came back to Sydney, because he was down in Victoria, at that point we were engaged and he said, well, I think it's time, you know, we moved in and I moved in before him. So then we, and then once he came back, he was able to sort all of his things out and move, move in with me. And then we got a cat. <laughs> so it became like a therapy cat almost. <laughs> there was a lot of fights. There was a lot of disagreements. We had to, you know, it was hard. It was hard to figure out what was going to happen. And, and even though we talked about it, it was a lot of reassuring one another, like, this is what we want and this is going to happen. And 
you know, we're in it for the long run, but it was still very like, well, I haven't seen you in a year. Who am I? Who are you? Like, how do I, you know? And I think that's something that I've told him a lot is that when he does go out, go to see, when he comes back, I'm always very like nervous. Like, how do I even hug you? How do I even kiss you? How do I even talk to you? It's so strange. And Nine out of 10 defence spouses wish they found out about Defence Bank sooner. Okay, I might have just made that up and they do sponsor my podcast, but I've checked them out and I think they're worth a look just for their banking app alone. It's award-winning and currently has a rating of 4.8 out of 5 in both the app and Google Play Store. It does everything a big bank app does with cool features like fast same-day payments, card alerts and controls, pin change functionality, savings roundup, spend tracker, the list goes on. Oh, and if you really want to go to a Defence Bank branch, you can. There are 33 on-base branches across Australia. And with many of their branch staff a defence spouse or partner, you'll be talking to someone who just gets it. Banking as a defence spouse doesn't have to be hard. For more info, visit defencebank.com.au. But yeah, when he did come back, it was a lot of, I felt like there was a lot of settling in that needed to happen. It took, it took a lot of, it took a few months until he could probably get back into civilian life. And it took me a couple of months to, a couple of weeks to really be like, okay, well, you know, now my partner's back. This is how I am again. And it took a lot of some discussions around what we wanted and what was important in our relationship and, you know, whether or not Navy might've fitted into that. Cause that was still a big reflection on both of us because we were just like well what if it doesn't work out like what if you know what if you do still want it what if I don't or what if it works out better that it doesn't happen for both of us so there was a lot of discussion even a couple months ago like just thinking like well you know we are getting married this year like do we still want the Navy to be a part of our lives and you know because a lot of our in-laws could see just how much it was impacting both of us because a lot of the time you know my family could see me without my partner and they love him so much so it was like oh well where is he you know how's that going and you know they were very concerned of if it was going to be a long time thing and whether or not we could our relationship could withstand that so yeah it was a lot of question marks what was the consensus with if defense was impacting your relationship so much mm-hmm. that you know it was getting to the stage where you might part ways kind of thing mm-hmm. what was the consensus with getting on the same page of well if that was the case I would leave because you know it's more important that we're building this life together like how did mm. you sort of navigate that question mark I got to the point where I was like I'm very upset. Like, I just, I want you. Like, I don't want this life. I just want you in my life, whether or not that means I have to lose my job or I have to change something to make sure that you're always in it. And, you know, it took him a lot of, um, like, a few times to be like, well, I still want the Navy, but I I want you first. Like, that was him telling me, like, I still want this family with you. Like, I want to, he wants to be married to me. He wants to, you know, he wants to have children with me and build a life with me. And I think, he was very torn. He was like, well, my ambition is the Navy. He's been chasing it for a long time. And I think he didn't want to give that up so easy. And he wanted to make it work for us. And what happened was his training got lucky because he was able to say that, you know, he's been, he's going to be posted off the ship in April this year. And he said, as soon as that is done, he'll be posted ashore for six years. And he won't, he won't be going to sea for six years. And I think that was one of the things I told him, I said, I don't want him you know, to go out to see if, you know, for example, we, you know, fell pregnant in the next year or so. And like, I don't, like, I've heard so many horror stories around, you know, Navy families, you know, not having a father or mother with their children and, and in their lives. And, you know, being in the childcare industry, I've seen that and it's been so traumatic for the children and not let alone the, you know, the parents. And I think I've told him like, you know, the one thing I want is if you want Navy life to work around us is that he needs to be present 
in the very early years of, you know, a baby's life. And, you know, I don't want to get married and then just not have a husband for, you know, a couple of years. Like I want to make sure that he is around. And I think he was able to hear that. And yeah, it just, it just worked out lucky enough for us. And he did all his research. Like he was making sure that, you know, reassuring me that, you know, yep, 60 years, I'm, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be on land. Whether or not that means I still have to be away at work or on course and like in some other state, but I'll be back at home for a lot, like a, a big chunk of it. But yeah, we got, we got to that stage. And I think, yeah, we're very much more, I guess, more comfortable with the idea of having Navy still stick around with us. Yeah. And do you think that just knowing that you are on the same page with that, that he has said that he will put you and your family that you're creating first, mm-hmm that he would like to make defense life work but if it does get to the stage where it's not working he chooses you kind of thing so like even yeah. just knowing that sometimes mm. can allow you to sort of i guess stick through the harder mm. times or the separations exactly. and things like that it's not that exactly. you need to pull that card kind of thing but that you no, know right. that i would if, never want to like no yeah like guilt trip no no <laughs> no but just um, knowing that you are on the same page, that it's not no, like yeah. in the back of your head, like, oh, well, maybe he wouldn't pick me because. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it feels like a lot. Because I obviously, you know, talking to a lot of defense partners, it's like, well, it does feel like that because you feel that it's an ultimatum almost. Like it feels like you or that. And it, you know, I told him like, I, you know, as a person with anxiety, like it's like, well, you know, I need to know I can't have uncertainty in my way all the time. Otherwise it's going to beat me up, you know, and. And he's like, well, you know, here's the clear answer. This is what I want to provide you. This is this is why I'm providing for you. This is what I want for us. I And this is it. And I think that's what helped. Do yeah. you also think that it might be less pressure in regard to when he went into defence, he had a degree behind him. So he's yes. going into defence as I've got a degree, but my dream mm-hmm. is to go into the Navy and use yes. that degree. But as mm-hmm. a fallback, he can easily just... You know, when he's done yeah. his time in defense, he can leave and yeah. he still has a career path kind of thing. That's correct. Yeah. He did say, like he mentioned, like, you know, he wanted to get his, I guess, his charge qualification and, you know, up in that point, then he'll reassess. But, you know, if it means time away from me, he said, yeah, well, you know, I'll make sure I reflect on that and consider a civic job, as he would say, you know. But yeah, it's, it's just nice knowing that there was a lot of comfort in that. So in saying that, what job does your partner do in the Navy? And like you mentioned, he's supposed to be posted ashore for you know yep. that six year stretch. But in general, what is sort of required of his position? Is it always on a ship, always on land? Like how does it work? So he's a marine engineer, which means he can be on or off. But because this part of his training requires him to, I guess, learn being on a ship. And he's almost finished with it. So that's that's it for him. And he doesn't have to do any more until he has to do a, a land posting. But right now, like he's on course right now. Like he just has to tick off everything until he does all his pre prerequisites for things. And he's almost about to set his board. So yeah, I don't know. He's just checking off a lot of his things that he needs to do before he gets posted off the ship. So what is your field of work and how will that yeah. kind of work with defense life? Like, so if he was mm-hmm. to get posted to a ship again, and like mm-hmm. you mentioned, you guys are planning on starting a family, like how will mm-hmm. that work with juggling family life? If you're solo or if you post, mm-hmm. like what is your career and how does that work alongside defense life? At the moment, I'm an assistant manager at uh, like an out of school 
hours care service and obviously that's being in the childcare industry and it's very flexible um not to sound pompous but like I you know I do have a lot of skills and experience up my sleeve so it's been very reaffirming that I can find any job anywhere because um I mean I think like I mean you know the demand for educators is still quite very high like I've been very fortunate to to find jobs where I need it and I think that's like one of the last things that I worry about which is very strange to say but I'm very confident in that part of me and I think the only worry is just moving into places and stuff like this weekend we're moving into a new house like it just in saying that obviously mm-hmm. you know as his training goes on and he's back from being away from training and now he's doing mm-hmm. you know training on the ship and all of that mm-hmm. sort of stuff and now like you mentioned you're moving into a new house which is mm-hmm. DHA so yeah. you're getting sort of more and more into defense life yes. like how is that going like how was the process with finding a DHA property and all of that yeah um well honestly kind of draining it <laughs> the first time we did it was maybe a year ago and it was like, you know, we found a place and then it was reserved and then it was like, no, sorry, you're not getting it because someone else is staying there and all this other stuff. So it was quite chaotic and then we had to do the same thing a couple of weeks back, just try to, you know, secure a place and we were so set on it that we were going to get it. They told us we reserved it. They told us we had it. And then he, you know, called up DHA and they said, look, no, sorry, it wasn't meant to be for a res- reservation. So then it started again and I was almost like losing it going like, no, you know what, let's just find our own place and we can just rent it out, doesn't matter, whatever. Um, we just need a place because our lease is expiring and all this other stuff. So then um, he was like, no, no, I want DHA. And so luckily he found a place and yeah, it's just, honestly, it's given me head spins. Like it just, I think I wasn't able to really wrap my head around it because if anything, I knew that it was going to get very chaotic and very messy and it was going to take a lot more headspace and more groundwork because, you know, you had to apply more to it and Whereas, you know, if you just applied for a place as a random civilian, it just, I don't know, it felt like that that would be more easier for me because, you know, I wouldn't know the ins and outs of how to deal with DHA. You know, he he's the representative. and um, But he kept telling me, like, no, it's fine. Like, you know, we can do this. It'll be fine. And we had other couples tell us, like, you know, it's, it's actually easier once you get into it. And obviously they had a lot more experience with it, but... Um, but yeah, no, there was a lot of people telling us like, no, it's fine. Just as long as you go through it and there's a lot of support and, um, but there was a lot of conflicting attitudes. So it was very hard to figure out which to listen to and um, very hard. <laughs> I know. It's like, yeah. Okay. Now I know how to do that. Right. What's the next thing that I have to learn? <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I know. It's uh, like, yeah, honestly, it's, it is, a, it's a learning experience and they'll just keep throwing more at you. And I think <laughs> it's just like a never ending manual. I feel like if I wrote like a script or an, like, you know, like a handbook for, for a new partner, I'd, there'd be more chapters to add. <laughs> <laughs> so in saying that, obviously you've just been through the DHA process. You're mm-hmm. going to move soon and then mm-hmm. you'll be experiencing, you know, a DHA property for the first mm-hmm. time and all of that. And you mentioned before that you, when he was off in his training, you really didn't you know, connect or identify as a spouse yet. Mm-hmm. Have you now stepped into the role of being a defense partner? And oh, do yeah. you put your hand up and say, yeah, I am a defense yeah. partner? And, yeah. And- yeah. 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 Proudly. I think now, I think very, very proudly, especially because being in, I guess, around Alexandria and Sydney, that there were a lot of couples there, a lot of defense families there. So when I do, um, as I'm working in the service now, that caters to a lot of defense partners and families, it's very reassuring for them. So I think when I put my hand up saying like, oh, well, you know, I want to do this Anzac Day thing. I want to do this, you know, Remembrance Day activity, blah, blah. They, they 
it just it helps them it gravitates to them it very hard it just makes them I don't know feel at ease that there's someone else to to lean on as well and I think I don't know like it's while it is very difficult it's very humbling I don't know because you know you go through so much and people don't see that you know you can say you're proud to be it but there's so much that has happened that you know you can't hide it like it's just you know, you will get emotional. And like, like I said, I, I, you know, when I was waiting for him on the wharf a couple months ago, when he came back after three months away at sea, I held up a sign, like the hugest sign there was. It's a wonderful community to be a part of. And I think that's something that tells a lot about you as well, because you, you know, you made, you form this wonderful community for a lot of people. And um, I'd hope that they'd wish to, that they'd see this a lot early on to their depart, defense partnerships and relationships, because it, it just, it helps so much knowing that that people are in defense relationships because then you can be like okay great well i you know you know where are you and you know what can we do how can i support you and it, it just it just yeah it comforts me a lot and a lot yeah. of other people it's definitely the unspoken that you kind of get when you meet other defense couples mm. or spouses and you just have that unspoken thing of i know what you've been through or i know what you've been through i know Absolutely. you know what you know <laughs> even just the dha thing or the yeah training away and being exactly. apart for the first time like I know what that's like kind of thing so have you connected with any spouse support or any defense community support like how are you kind of connecting in with the defense community like because like we said no one kind of gets it like a fellow spouse or like a fellow yeah, defense right. couple who know like what you kind of go through in the roller coaster mm. that is defense life how have yeah. you kind of connected in with others I guess like you said like there was a I mean through your community obviously and also I guess the Royal Australian Navy partners page there was a couple there and I mean it I also I guess you know his shipmates I've, I've been able to be I guess acquaintances with a couple of them and so that was been really cool like just being able to know that there are people going through it and I've just been able to talk to them through messenger and stuff and although some of them have, might have broken up and it's just I've just been able to keep in touch with a lot of people of his shipmates I mean obviously it's nice to be an acquaintance with some of his shipmates now um and I guess a lot of people that I met on an appointment day and sometimes I just meet some of them just randomly like uh you know I meet some in like my work and then I meet some through Bumble like I, I'm on Bumble BMF at the moment because while I do have a lot of support and like my family and friends it's sometimes nice to reach out to other people and sometimes I'll just randomly find people who are defense partners who do move down from other states to be in New South Wales to be with their partners so it's yeah sometimes I connect with them too just to give them a bit more of a nicer and a welcoming way to how to be in a relationship 101 <laughs> defense yeah, relationship sure. 101. Yeah. yeah and so how did you look after your mental health during that time obviously you know it, it is a huge shift and you are going through all of the emotions that you don't know how to deal with kind of thing until you kind of ease into defense life mm -hmm. how did you look after your mental health yeah well it just so happened at that time I started seeing a psychologist to I guess address a lot of my psychological trauma and and high functioning anxiety that I got from a previous relationship and it just it was like like I said it was like a blessing in disguise because him away meant that I could you know spend time with myself and figure out you know how to heal and 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 the strategies I could use also to apply to to him being away so that helped a lot having to see a psychologist and also going through you know finding the right one and it was great that I found one almost straight away and you know and I think in between lockdowns and then being able to go out again it was nice to be able to chat with friends and family a lot and at that time I was still living with mum and dad so that definitely 
soften the blow and but yeah it just meant that I had to sit with a lot of feelings and process them instead of just avoiding and and pretending like everything's okay I had to sit down and actually feel it so what kind of advice or what have you learned that you can pass on to anyone that might be just starting out on the journey or a few years in like you I think yeah definitely having a lot of open conversations about what you both want together and you know what kind of aspects do you want to bring into the relationship and how important you know defense life is for both of you and like I said like open communication is a big part of that if we weren't as open as we were I don't think we would be reaching at this point I don't think we would have even gotten to this point because you know long distance relationships are hard and you have a lot at stake and you have a lot of resources to help you I guess to still connect with each other and communicate so and just how much you can support your defense partner if you are a civilian partner like it would be it means a lot for them to hear like I'm here with you I'm here for you every step of the way you know I'm cheering for you that helps them so much I've seen how much just like a couple words will push him through the day and push him through training and I think that's what they need like a lot of encouragement because they do go through so much yeah and I think also that acknowledgement from both sides so the acknowledgement mm. that you know the defense partner is going through a lot and then the defense member is going through a lot and both experiences need to be acknowledged and you both need to support each other in that well thank you so much for coming on the podcast Ray and telling us about your experience as a new defense partner and now you know, through his training and now through his first defense job and hopefully a six-year shore posting, <laughs> fingers crossed. Hopefully. I know. <laughs> fingers crossed that that, yeah. that comes through and, you yeah. you know, your future plans together can all, I guess, come together and then from there work out how defense fits into the picture of your relationship and, and what you guys want going forward. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you have some insight into how uncertain but how rewarding as well it can be i so hope you are able to relate or take something away from today's episode there are definite ups and downs to military life but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in this together we are all just doing our best so until next week you got this let's do this together one day at a time Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I am always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.militarylife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you. 